Welcome to the Healthy Family Project by Produce for Kids, covering the hot topics in the world of health, food, and family with a dose of fun. It's so great to be back. While we were away, I hope you had a chance to catch up on any episodes you might have missed. We have quite a few at this point. I think we're on episode 58. And I hope you had a chance to check out our new website, healthyfamilyproject.com. Over on the website, we have more than 400 now easy, healthy recipes for your family. They've all been approved by our registered dietitian, Sally. And many of those recipes are created by our team and have been tested in our own kitchens and with our own kiddos. So we can give those a a kind of a a stamp, taste test stamp. And then we also have our blog that's updated weekly with new tips and ideas. We have our e-newsletter that you can sign up for on the website. That way you don't miss any of our blog posts or new recipes that are being added to the site. We do love to add seasonal recipes and we do like to utilize what's in season currently. So the the produce that's um, the better prices in your produce department at the time, we like to look at those things and incorporate those into our new recipes. And then of course we have our Healthy Family Project Facebook group where we continue the conversations from our podcast, talk about everything. Um, over there. And we are on all social media outlets. So anywhere that you enjoy spending time um, when you're online, you can find the Healthy Family Project in all of those spaces. So we'll link up to, um, you know, the different places you can find us in our show notes as well. Today, we are talking with Trish James, who is part of the team here at Healthy Family Project. She came to me a few weeks back and had an idea of sharing her personal allergy story with others. As a parent who hasn't had issues with food allergies myself, and I haven't had food allergy, you know, run into those things with my own kids, I'm excited to have her on today to share her story and share all of her tips with you. And of course, just a reminder that today's discussion is, you know, really we're just, we're talking allergies, we're talking about her story, but, you know, about managing stress around food allergies and living with food allergies um, and having kids and friends with food allergies. But please consult your family doctor um, should you have any questions in regards to your own, you know, personal food allergies in your own home, we would strongly advise that you go ahead and get with your family doctor. Let's get started with today's conversation. So great to be back recording a new episode and kicking things off today with you, Trish. So before we dive in, can you tell listeners a little bit about you? Sure. Hello. Thanks for having me. So I am Trish James, and of course, I'm the vice president here at Healthy Family Project. I have two boys um, who you guys may have seen on some of our content. My oldest, uh, Chris, he's a freshman in high school, and then my youngest, Matt, he's a fifth grader. My husband's a teacher, and we all live here in Pennsylvania, about 30 miles west of Philadelphia. Um, I have a peanut and a tree nut allergy. My reaction is anaphylaxis, and I have a lot of friends with little ones with food allergies. And so I really thought that this was an important topic to kind of talk through, especially this time of year leading up to Halloween. So thanks for having me. Sure. It definitely is a topic that I know we see in our Healthy Family Project Mm -hmm. Facebook group a lot. I 
personally, my children, um, you know, aren't affected by these types of allergies, but, you know, I know a lot of friends and family that are affected um, and it can be stressful. And so wonderful to have you to give us kind of a firsthand look into all of this. So so you found out, let's talk about this. When did you find out you had um, this peanut or tree nut allergy? Were you little? What was life like for you as a kid dealing with an allergy? Yeah, it was. It's so interesting because when I was little, food allergies really weren't as um, well known and as talked about as they are now. So I actually wasn't diagnosed officially with an allergy until I was in college. Okay. But I always knew. I mean, my first memory, I always knew that nuts, especially peanuts, they just didn't make me feel well. And I really had a hard time explaining to my parents what that meant, you know, and I would say, oh, my throat is scratchy or I have an upset stomach. I I couldn't explain it to them and they just weren't aware that there was things as food allergies. And so um, just as a kid, you know, I would just avoid peanuts and tree nuts. And then that would be how I coped with it. Um, I really didn't know that it was an allergy. I just knew, hey, when I ate this, it really made me feel yucky and I and I didn't like it. Um, even when I was, you know, my earliest memory, I was in kindergarten and for some reason I was eating lunch there um, at the school. At, you know, I had morning kindergarten and, and I was eating lunch. And so they had given me a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. And I remember thinking, okay, my teacher's telling me to eat this. And, but I know it's going to make me sick. And I, I didn't know what to do. I was right. like, oh no, what am I going to do? You know, so, but, so I was five and I was barely five then. So I really just remember always, um, always having this. So, you know, I would just be a self-advocate for myself. I avoided the items. I rarely ate baked goods. I mean, even to this day, um, I mean, you guys know in the office, you know, unless I can speak to the person who baked it, mm-hmm. I don't. I don't eat it. Um, and then I always just had medication with me. So in case that there was something, uh, you know, that happened that I could take it. Um, but I think that the other reason why I wanted to do this podcast and, and why this is in the forefront of my mind is because I, after 40 years of having an allergy and really, you know, maintaining maintaining it and not having too many issues um, in the spring, I had a severe anaphylactic reaction. I had a careless moment, wasn't paying attention to what I was eating. um, And it really put me on guard to say, hey, you got to take this seriously, um, you know, and, and pay attention to what you're eating. And so as we lead up to Halloween, it's really easy for, um, you know, people to have candy lying around the house or, you know, items, uh, items that are just being handed out. And I think it's an easy time of year for us to forget, hey, there's somebody with a food allergy. There's somebody who's allergic who can really get very sick. And so we want to make sure that we are doing what we can to spread that message. People understand that allergies are serious. And for some people, they can cause life-threatening reactions. Right. Well, that's scary. I know that that you going through that was was eye opening for all yes, of us. And, and, <laughs> and I can say for sure, whenever, you know, we have when we're all together as a team, um, it's definitely not something, you know, that's in my everyday life. But as I watch you kind of navigate mm-hmm. choosing what what you're eating and, and looking at ingredients and things like that, it right. definitely, um, you know, makes you think like, wow. 
that's, it's a lot of work. <laughs> it is. <laughs> that's true. It um, is. But you do, I mean, the, the stuff, some of the stuff is easy, you know, like baked goods and candy that is easy to, to spot. It's the ones that you wouldn't, that, you know, you don't think of, um, but all of a sudden you're eating, you know, you're eating some hummus and you're thinking, why am I not feeling great? This doesn't make sense. And then lo, lo and behold, that particular restaurant, you know, happens to add this nut to their hummus. And then you're like, oh goodness, no, this isn't good. So. Right. Right. Okay. So what tips do you have for parents who have a child with an allergy? So I hope that uh, my message here is kind of gives some good news and some hope because I have several friends with children who have allergies, um, several that have anaphylactic reactions, which of course can be so scary as a parent, very, very stressful. And I always kind of say to them, listen, I know that your child is able to navigate this because I think that that's one of the biggest fears. You know, I have a little one. Are they going to be able to advocate for themselves? Are they going to be able to know that they don't, you know, they're not allowed to eat X, Y, and Z? And my answer is yes. I vividly remember, you know, like I said, barely five, being able to navigate my allergy. And I think that that is something that, you know, as adults, of course, we need to be careful. We need to make sure that we're giving everybody a heads up, but trust your kid to be able to navigate their own allergies. I promise you that they're able to do that. Um, So I think that's really important to kind of give everybody maybe a big um, sigh of relief. My next tip is really to communicate, over-communicate. Remind friends and family, you know, every single time that you're there, hey, don't forget, you know, my daughter has a milk allergy. My daughter has a, has a nut allergy. The more normal we make it and the more protective we are, the more ha- those just become habits. It becomes second nature. And I'll, I'll give you examples. So of course, I have a peanut and tree nut allergy. And our neighbor also has a peanut and tree nut allergy. And um, when she comes over, the boys now know wipe down the counters, put all the food away, you know, do like a one right. through through the kitchen, make sure that, you know, there's nothing out here. And it's not, it's not weird. It's not different. It's just, just like you would pick up, you know, <laughs> socks in the living room when grandma was coming over, we wipe down the kitchen when our friend is coming over. It, it just becomes second nature. Um, and I, it becomes a habit. Um, and I, I like that because then no one's made bad, made to feel bad about their allergy. No one feels like they're different. No one feels that they're odd. It's just, Hey, we have a friend coming over and we have to clean up. Right. Yeah. That makes sense. And I know, um, my youngest Charlie has been, um, in classrooms over the years that were nut free classrooms. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, first going into that you kind of think, oh, okay, this is an extra thing that I have to think about, you know, which I feel bad saying that, but it's the truth. Um, Where I'm like, okay, well, my kid doesn't have a nut allergy. So now I have to think about all these things. But over the years, it's just become something that we do. You know, it's Mm -hmm. something that I do think about. And Charlie actually has a very close friend uh, with a nut allergy. And so even wanting to sit next to her at lunch, you right, know, which exactly. is important to, to Charlie wants to sit by her friend. So um, we've made, you know, over the years made changes to Charlie's 
lunch or if, you know, she's taking in a baked good from the store for a birthday party. But Charlie is now the advocate for her friend where she says, well, make make sure that it doesn't have nuts because, you know, she won't be able to enjoy it or whatever, or even coming, you know, to the house or, or anything. She's always really on top of that. And her mom uh, sent me a note and and I didn't really, I have come to know the mom well, but at that time I didn't. And it was probably six months in and she sent me a note and, and said, I can't thank you enough. You don't know how much it means that Charlie packs a nut-free lunch so that she's able to sit next to my daughter. And so it was That's really awesome. this heartfelt message to yeah. me. And I thought, wow, I'm so proud. I'm so proud of Charlie, you right. know, for <laughs> taking the the initiative in this difficult situation and saying, you know, she liked her, her peanut butter and jelly. She liked taking your apples and peanut butter in her lunchbox and saying, you know what, I'll save those for an at-home snack. Right, I'd rather, exactly. you know, I want to sit by my friends. So. Yeah. And that's amazing. And I think that, you know, that's the thing. If we can just Again, because that's, you know, it's just second nature. It's just habit. It's just, hey, it's okay. I can eat that peanut butter sandwich at home. I don't need to eat it in school. Um, and that just makes children with allergies feel just as important. And they also, it makes them feel like, hey, someone, I'm not here by myself. I'm not here alone. Right. And it had, and even going through that process made me a little more aware when we have kids to the house, mm-hmm. um, yep. just to ask the question, which yep. I think, it's you know, huge. yeah. And Mia, my older, she hadn't, unfortunately, I mean, again, I feel bad saying that, but she didn't have any direct friends who had nut allergy. And then after kind of seeing how that all panned out with Charlie and the seriousness of it all, I thought, oh my gosh, I need to be asking this yes. question you know, it's and it's it's not an inconvenience. You don't want anyone to end up having not, right? having you know something happen. But I think the more commonplace it becomes to just ask the question, ask the question, right? Yeah. Well, and I think that that's a very good point that you bring up because I know, um, you know, a lot of times, especially as kids get older, you know, in that age group where they can speak up or they can avoid you know, certain items. Um, my, my youngest, he doesn't have an allergy, but he has an intolerance um, to, to dairy. And now, you know, he just knows, hey, if I'm going over someone's house, I don't, you know, eat mm-hmm. dairy. I don't eat cheese. I don't eat pizza or whatever the case may be. But he doesn't want me giving the parents a heads up. He doesn't want me saying, oh, by the way, you know, you know, Matt, Matt does, can't tolerate donut or dairy. He doesn't want me doing that. And so there's some cases where I could understand someone not wanting to feel like a burden or someone not wanting to feel like they're left out or that somebody has to do something special for them. So they'll think, I'll just deal with it. You know, I'll just, when I go over, I'll just deal with it. I'm not going to say anything. So if you ask that question ahead of time, it kind of just helps back again, going back to the communication, um, you know, in all of this, I think it just helps that communication process. And then again, it also makes them feel um, less self-conscious about it. Right. So next question, how has living with an allergy affected you in adulthood? I know you talked a little bit about your most recent incident. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes, yes. That was not one of my best moments. And it's, you know, it was, it was just careless. I just, I popped a piece of candy that had peanut butter and I 
was careless. That's what it was. Complete carelessness. Um, but that's what it, that's what it has done. You know, I have to make sure that I pay attention. I have to make sure that I don't let my guard down. Um, but you know, I think even if I think of it from a different perspective, the boys are now gives them an opportunity to show some empathy, gives them an opportunity to show some responsibility. You know, at the moment we don't have any peanut butter in the house because that reaction really kind of put us over the edge. Right. But before that, you know, as long as I did, wasn't around it, it didn't bother me. And so, you know, they had to be responsible for cleaning up their knife, you know, after they made a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. They had to be responsible for, hey, mom, I want, you know, these peanut butter cookies for Christmas. Okay, well, I can't make them. So you can go ahead in the kitchen and you can make them. Just clean up after yourself afterwards. Right. So I think, you know, it's definitely teaching um, the boys just to think of others, have some empathy and be a little self-sufficient if you want, you know, something that mom can't, can't make for you. Um, but, you know, I also, before the kids were able to, you know, as we were doing like all those first foods, when the boys were little, it, gosh, that was so stressful to me because I knew that I had an allergy and it was basically a 50, 50 shot, whether either of them would have it. And, um, that was super stressful. So I'm very happy to be past that, but I have a lot of empathy right now for parents who are going through that first food stages and wondering, oh my gosh, you know, is there going to be an allergy? What, what do I do? Um, that can be very stressful. Yes, you're right. I think that's a good point. It, that process for me didn't seem as stressful, but now that you're saying that I can imagine knowing having gone through the reaction, you know, an allergic reaction in that way. And then saying, okay, let's try this. And you're just kind of at the ready. Like, do we yep, need well, to rush out yeah. every, every new bite? <laughs> like, do we need to rush to the hospital? Yeah, yep. um, that's what it was, especially with, uh, with my oldest, you know, cause he was my first, so of course. <laughs> yeah, I was super vigilant and, you know, I would like say, okay, after you eat this, this piece of peanut butter, you know, if your throat feels scratchy or if you start coughing or just let me know, you know, and I would watch them like a hawk, um, to see, you know, but fortunately both of them are, are, are okay in that department. But listen, that gosh, first foods is already can be stressful. And so certainly those parents, if you know a parent who has an allergy and who has a little one who they're trying first foods, please just send them a message. Say, hey, yes. how you doing? thinking of you because I'm sure that they are, they're, you know, on pins and needles every time they, they start a new food with their little one. Today's Healthy Bite is brought to you by Crispy Green Crispy Fruit Snacks. These snacks are a great healthy Halloween treat option as opposed to traditional candies that might be loaded with sugar and other unhealthy ingredients. No spooky ingredients, just fruit. Crispy fruit is 100% pure fruit, nothing else, freeze-dried to a perfect crispy texture. These gluten-free snacks have no added sugar, just one clean ingredient. And with eight delicious flavors, apple, banana, cantaloupe, mango, pear, pineapple, strawberry, and tangerine, there's a favorite for everyone in the family. We love crispy green because it's an excellent way to eat fruit on the go or have stocked up in the pantry for an easy snack. Shop online at shop.crispygreen.com. It's so interesting with foods because I know I said, well, you know, I, my children don't deal with food allergies, but as we're talking through this, I can remember Mia being four years old and she 
was eating a mango and within like 15 minutes, all around her mouth was um, like so red and her skin was so irritated. I mean, she didn't have any kind of, I guess, internal, you know, reaction, but I could not figure out what was going on. And then, you know, it kind of went away and over, you know, a couple hours or whatever. And then she was at a tennis camp and she had a mango popsicle or like a freeze pop. It was one of those pure fruit ones. Mm -hmm. And she ate, was eating it and it happened again. And I thought, oh my goodness, it's the mangoes. And to Mm -hmm. this day, when she is eating mangoes, because she loves mangoes, she's just, it's interesting because she's so careful just to like (laughs) pop it straight into her mouth because she's like, I I can't give up the mango, but I can't let it (laughs) touch my skin because it will, you know, have this effect. So it's just crazy the different reactions, you know, to different Right. And that's a very good point too. I mean, not all food allergies are anaphylactic. Um, Thankfully, you know, mine happens to be, I know people who are anaphylactic to dairy. I know people who are anaphylactic to um, strawberries and, you know, certainly there, there are those, some just, you know, gives them an upset stomach, gives them, you know, a different, again, they get hives or they get a rash, you know, um, there's different reactions. So, you know, it doesn't, but they're equally important. You know, that's, I guess that's what I'm trying to say. I mean, they're equally important. You don't want to walk around being sick or getting hives every time you eat, you know, drink, drink milk or have, have a strawberry. Um, so they are just as serious, even if they don't necessarily have anaphylactic. And it can also, tur- you know, not turn into, but it can also, so my allergy has gotten worse as I gotten older. Another mm-hmm. wonderful, wonderful yeah. thing that happens <laughs> when you get older. Um, and some don't, some go the opposite. Some people, some little ones outgrow food allergies, which is great. Um, and then some, you know, it, it can get, can get worse. So obviously, you know, we're not doctors. You and I are not doctors, no. we're just moms. So, you know, definitely consult your pediatrician, definitely consult an allergist. Um, if you have concerns for food allergies, I mean, that's the, that's the best way to do it. Right. Yeah. And you hear that a lot. Oh, that maybe they'll grow out of it. You know, you hear a lot of people say yeah. that. And, and even with, you know, the, my older has asthma and some other allergies that she deals with in that realm. It's like, oh, you know, we'll see what happens, but it's always could go the other way as well. Like you're saying it could get worse or it could get better. So, um, kind of like the world we're living in at the moment, right? It's like, you never know what's going to happen the next day. Yeah. So we're in October now, right? Yes. October. Okay. (laughs) Um, where is the time gone? So it's October and we're, we're coming up on Halloween, which is one of my favorite holidays. My house is already decorated fully. Oh, um, I need to get on that. <laughs> yes. I, I, there's a rule in my house that I'm not allowed to decorate until October 1st, but oh, I, usually, <laughs> I usually try to start sneaking things out. So don't do a full decoration, but I'll start, things will start appearing. So that way by October 1st, it's like, wow, the house is decorated. I don't even How about that? <laughs> see all the boxes come in. Um, but anyway, so there seems to be Um, You know, a lot of attention around food allergies as we get into Mm -hmm. Halloween. There's a lot of um, of um, candies going around and different things that we're eating, some sweet treats. So what can listeners do to help others dealing with allergies and support? Yeah. So um, the one thing is that 
I would really please, please, please participate in the Teal Pumpkin Project um, and post on your door or on your step that you're doing so. Um, there are a ton of resources right now on foodallergy.org and you can even print out a picture of a teal pumpkin. You don't, you don't need to go out and buy a pumpkin or color a pumpkin. They've got printouts right there that you can just tape to your door, letting um, trick-or-treaters know that, hey, this is a safe house. Um, and I know that we, I believe on, on healthyfamilyproject.com, have a list of allergy safe treats that we can certainly link up on onto the, sh- the show notes. Yes. So, you know, declaring that your house is a safe house for them to visit and then having a safe treat for them, it goes such a long way. Um, my other tip is, you know, as an adult, um, I have an allergy and I also, like I said, my, our neighbor um, has the same, we have the same allergy and she kind of gets bummed this time of year, right? Because she has to be super careful, super vigilant. It's stressful. She can't enjoy a big, you know, pillowcase full of trick or treat candy like mm-hmm. everybody else can. And it's hard for her. And so one thing that I kind of do is say, Hey, you know what? We're in this together. Like, all right, here we go. You know, team peanut allergy. And we kind of are in it together and it makes her feel like I'm not by myself. I, you know, Miss Trish has, has this allergy too. It's okay. You know, we can do, we can still do fun things for Halloween. You know, I of course always have a treat for her that's special specifically for her. Um, and I think, so if you're an adult, if you have an allergy and, and you know somebody else with an allergy, just, you know, certainly reach out and say, Hey, we're good. Like we're a team. We're in this together. And if you don't have an allergy, still, you know, reach out to those kids that that may and just have a little treat or, you know, even if you just acknowledge it, that that really goes goes a long way for them. Um, I think also, again, if you have a, a friend who, you know, a mom or dad who have a child with um, an allergy, just give, give them some grace this month. <laughs> this can be a very stressful month for them, you know, saying to them, I know that, you know, Halloween's kind of stressful for you. And is there anything that I can do to help? Or, you know, just reaching out, I think can make a big difference. That's great. And, and I had a conversation yesterday saying sometimes you don't have to do anything. Sometimes it's just acknowledging that you hear someone or that you understand someone and just the acknowledgement of what they're dealing with or what they're going through can ease stress, ease so much stress, you know? Yes, yeah, absolutely. I know that's what I, I was saying. That's what I need sometimes. I just need someone to say, I know this is hard for you. Right, right. Bah, bah, bah. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> you know? Yeah, and that's and that's true. I mean, you know, the you know, Halloween's gonna come and go. It does every every year, you know, and it and it'll be fine. But just understand that while um, you know, it's someone's favorite holiday, because Halloween's super a super fun holiday, it might be someone's least favorite holiday right. because it's so stressful for them. Or as a mom, I mean, goodness gracious, if my little one went, it was anaphylactic, you know, to peanuts, I think I would be just a hot mess this, this time of year. And, and Halloween probably would not be on my top 10 no. <laughs> list of things I want to do. So, um, you know, just acknowledging it, I think makes a difference. For sure. Well, thank you for joining us today. I think Absolutely. we've covered off on a lot. I know we're going to link up to some things in the show notes, um, some information for everybody 
Um, of course, like Trish said earlier, consult your pediatrician or your family doctor um, if you're, you know, dealing with any allergies. But we did want to chat today about, um, you know, Trish's experience and what she's seen and dealt with. And hopefully that has helped um, all of you listeners out there. So I've been asking our guests and I believe, yes, this is the first time Trish, you've been on the podcast. So yes. So it is the first time I'm asking you this question because I have had double guests and I've asked them the same question. So um, what do you think being a healthy family means? Well, it's funny because even if you did ask me this before, this past year certainly has changed my definition. <laughs> uh, changed my definition for a lot of things. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I think that, you know, my definition is just, you know, doing, do have some healthy eating, some healthy um, habits for, for good mental health, um, being together, you know, giving each other some grace, especially during stressful times, um, really having empathy for one another and just knowing that everybody, you know, we're always here to, for, for each other. We're one family. We're in it together. You know, I think that that this year has, if it's done anything, it certainly has taught us that it's, you know, the four of us in this little house and, and we're trying the best that we can to, to be um, there for each other and to be kind for each other. And I think that that right now makes a huge difference. Wonderful. Well, thank you so much for joining us today and sharing all of, all of these great tips and ideas. So as Trish mentioned, we do have a couple blog posts we'll share. And then Trish also contributes to our Healthy Family Project blog. Um, so you can find her articles over there. Uh, please, we've, we just have a new um, refresh to the website and easily searchable recipes and blog topic. So we'll, we hope you'll join us over there. And Trish is also in our Healthy Family Project Facebook group. So um, if you have any additional questions and want to chat with her direct, she'll be over in our absolutely. Facebook group. Yep, absolutely. So, all right. Well, thanks for joining us today. Thanks, Amanda. Take care. It feels so great to be back. If you like the Healthy Family Project, tell a friend and leave us a rating. It will only help our visibility so we can continue to create a healthier generation. If you want to tweet direct with me, I'm at Amanda M. Kiefer on Twitter, and you can find Healthy Family Project on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Pinterest, and YouTube. Be sure to subscribe. Talk soon.